This is the Y'all Black Everything Podcast. Welcome to a new episode, and this episode is a special one. For the next seven days, you will be listening to the Kwanzaa Tapes. Every day, I will release a new interview, and each one will be representative of the principle of Kwanzaa. Today's principle is Umoja, which means unity. Unity is about family unity, about racial unity, about national unity, about us coming together as a people. So in observation of this day in principle, you will be listening to the interview that I had with one of my with one of my best friends. We go back to elementary. Sam Green. He is a poet, a author, and a father, and it is my pleasure to introduce him to you. So while you listen to this interview, remember the principle for today is unity. And listen for all of the unification that Sam has in his life with this book, with his family, as a father and as a poet. It's inspirational, and I hope you get what I got from it. This is the Y'all Black Everything Podcast, and today we welcome Sam Green to history. This is his story, Sam. friends from eighth grade like we go we go way back um sam green i am i am extremely excited to talk to you man i'm so happy that i that, that i get to see you after so many years um, i'm really really interested to hear all of it all of what you got to say about everything man so so thank you for taking the time i really appreciate it no problem thanks for having me man yeah so the way i do it is uh we get right into the word association so i picked out five words and phrases just tell me whatever comes to mind you know it's kind of like a mental exercise if you will uh, and then we'll get right into the questions. So the the first word is brotherhood. Um, just relentless partnership, like always there with for anything, down for anything, down for everything, and not steering you wrong. That part. Next word is black family. Black family, man, love, good eating, family, you know, uh, got your back, not going to let you <laughs> go wrong. That part. Next word is excellence. My excellence is just your best. Like, even if it's not perfected, but just, like, I'm not going to present anything. I'm going to give you the best, and I'm going to make sure all my T's is crossed, all my I's is dotted. Amen. All right. And the next word is police. Oh, uh, police is. We'll, we'll stay positive. Police is safety. Um, I mean, I can't even I won't even say we will stay positive because it's safety like you upholding the law. They got a bad rap, but for the majority of it, I believe that they are they they're good. They, they stand for the better cause. Thank you. I, I appreciate that perspective. Because right now, sentiment is not great for cops. So thank you. Yeah. All right. And the last word is black business. Black business is growing, is booming. Like, it's, it's possible. 
is relevant, it's possible, and it is happening right now. Exactly. I love it. All right. So let's jump right in. If your life were a book, what would its title be and why? Um, man, it would be probably just Sam. Like, if you know, if you know me, like, just my name is self-explanatory. Like, for somebody that don't know me, like, you know, who is that? Like, it's Sam. Well, who is Sam? You just have to know him. Like, he's... I'm something di- I'm something different to everybody. So like just knowing me is to understand me and love me. Beautiful. Sam, just Sam. The definition is yeah. in the word. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. So talk about a moment or experience that shaped your life. A moment or experience that shaped my life. <sighs> Growing up in church, man. Like I that's that's my core right there. That's my roots, church. Like that's that's if I don't know anything else, I know church and Jesus, and that is like the core of me. Like, yeah, that, it it all comes back to right there. Now, I hundred percent feel you on that one because my my grandmother, she's a minister, and so yeah. uh, when I was a kid, I was always that junior deacon sitting in the front row. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That was me. That was me for sure. Yeah. So cool. yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean with that one. Yeah. All right. So what is your legacy? My legacy now is um starting as the author. My legacy is well, we'll go before you know that it's a poet, it's a father, a friend, a brother, um, like just a hard worker. When if, if I'm if I'm in it, I'm going to I'm not going to haphazardly do it like I'm going to, you know, see it to the end. Like it may not be the best all the time, but I'm going to put my best forth, my best effort forth. So, yeah, like I'm I'm a hard worker dedicated to whatever I commit to. I want to see it to the end. I, you know, I'm trustworthy, reliable, hold to my word. Uh I'm just true. Sam, to, to yeah, know me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm even in the, the many years, it's, it hasn't been since I've seen you. I know for a fact I can vouch for all of that, everything that you say. Like, even when you say you're just Sam, like it, it the word defines itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it's exactly that. Like, when yeah. I was like, I was like, Sam Green got a, a book. It's Sam. Oh, he got a book. It's Sam. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no <laughs> additional wording that needs to happen because who you are has been so consistent, bro. Like the person that we were in eighth grade, I still see that dude. And like, you're, you're just that you're exactly that. And I love it, man. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. All right. So, um, and speaking of the book that you, uh, just brought up, I'm glad you did because for this next question, this, uh, the book will be a given, like this will be here, but what do you want five generations from now to know about you? So I'm one interested to hear about more about the book. And two, uh, additionally, on top of that, what do you want five generations from now to know about you? Oh, five generations for five generations from now, I want them to know my heart. Like, um, wasn't the best, you know, wasn't proclaimed to be some great prophet or anything. Like, I just am who I am. Like, I, I have a heart for young people. I have a heart for uh, brotherhood. I have a I have a heart for the people. Like I, 
um, have to, I've had to catch myself many times, like just out in public. And I see a young fella, you know, young, young guys, you know, eight, eight years old, six years old, whatever, you know, and I, you know, not necessarily reprimand him, but just kind of, you know, give him that, you know, that old school month that I like, that ain't cool, you know, but, you know, you got to be particular with different people. Like I'm for the village, man, just let's get back to the village. Let's get back to love. And like, that's what the book is talking about. It's talking about the like black love. It's talking about Christian love. It's talking about the love of Jesus Christ, which is like the best of it. BLK is acronym. It's, you know, short for black, but it's best love known which is what it's, you know, so that's what I've known is God. Jesus like, he hung on, on a tree for people knowing that no, that every man wouldn't accept him. And even those that accepted him would, some, would probably not make it into heaven. And, you know, those that are struggling, you know, to make it and not perfect. Like he loved us beyond ourselves. Both, both now, past, present, and future, like people that ain't even made it here yet, like he laid his life down and picked it back up for them. Preach. So, like the book is talking about just all of that, man. You know, black love, you know, Jesus love, just love, like where the original, the, the origins, you know, yeah. from the motherland, from from our people. So yeah, it's you know this the five generations. I want them to know that I was a poet, that I was an author, that I was a father. That I was that was that's probably number one. Like that I was, I did my best to be the best father for my children, and then you know even for like nieces and nephews or just I just want to have that like he like I want them to know the love that that I want to present or resonate to the people. Like I'm for the people I want love. So yeah. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. That That is, I would say the most beautiful answer I've heard for that. Because I, one, I really agree with just love is the answer, right? Like um, one of the questions that I ask uh, in all of these interviews, I, I ask about reparations and that's coming up. But um, one of the answers that I've yet to hear that I've been hoping to hear at some point is a part of reparations is love, right? In order for us to get back to where we need to, and I'm talking everybody, not just black people, not just Hispanic people, you know what I'm saying? Not just people of color. I'm talking the planet people. We need to get back to love. You know what I'm saying? So when you say, you know, your book is about love, your book is, is one of the components that could heal the world because it's, it's it's necessary. So you putting out a book that's, is all about love and all about Christian love, black love, and all the different versions of it, like it, it really does make the world better that you're doing that. So I appreciate it on a personal level because I know that we need more love out here. And the fact that you're putting it out and I know you just makes my world that much brighter. You know what I'm saying? Cool. So on a personal yeah. note, man, thank you for that. Um, but also on behalf of whoever listens to this, man, thank you, thank you, thank you, because we need more love in the world. And you are doing exactly that. You literally are doing God's work, man. So thank you. Yeah. No problem. All right. So. So the next question, do you believe in reparations? Why or why not? And what does it look like to you? Um, at this point, you, you, we as a people or as a community kind of give up on just reparations. Um, but then 
so so the fact of where you kind of give up is is it, it'll give you that you don't believe in it, but it is possible. Uh, you know, we've been getting they've been getting free checks all last year. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know that's it's reparation, like, but it's it's like our our forefathers. You know, that wasn't in slavery that built what we live in, what we're driving, that the Madam C.J. Walker, like they went after it. So it's not, uh, the world is never going to be a handed to me. You got to go and acquire it. Like, you know, we, it was, you know, you brought black business, like it's, it's happening. Like it's there waiting for you to acquire it for yourself. So reparations is not what has been labeled like it's not. It's, get them giving you forty acres and a mule. Go acquire your forty acres and a couple of mules and some cows and whatever else you want to. Like go get your reparations. Um, so I mean, I guess that goes into what it is. And then the second part was what was the second question? Um, so that first part was why do you believe in it? Why or why not? And then what does it look like to you if we were to have reparations? So I mean that that yeah, that's it. Like is it's possible, you have to go get it. Um and then just going after like that's that's what it looked like. Reparation reparations is going to get what's yours, what's due to you. I like that. I like that. I mean, yeah. So, so I agree with the, especially about the part about us going to get it because reparations, even though a lot of people believe, think about it in a way of someone giving us something, it's not gonna, in my opinion, it's not going to work. It's about if you go to earn it, you know what I'm saying? And also um, about the 40 acres and a mule, right? So I actually met a woman who was Uh a descendant in a family that actually got 40 acres and a mule. It was a very nice. short window of time and she had 40 acres and a mule and the 40 acres ended up getting reduced to, I think, half that because they couldn't access the property and somebody and this, it was a whole lot of different things that happened with the property. Yeah. So it's less than half of what it used to be. But it was really just uh, surprising to me to find out that the 40 acres and a mule thing actually happened. It just didn't happen yeah, a lot. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And right. I mean, like, I think about that, like, you know, if everybody or even let's just say every family which all are like integrated and mingled now like it ain't that many 40 acres on the earth to right. be passing out to each you know like everybody's not gonna get their fair share yeah. so yeah yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't Somebody work out now with land yeah no yeah especially if you're talking about undeveloped land because everything is developed or getting developed yeah exactly all right, so tell me a story about a family member. A story about family members. So many, so many. Good, bad, funny. Um, uh, I'll say I'll tell the one about my uncle when we went fishing. I used to always fish with my uncle. He was like one of the profounding or yeah, one of the profounding um male figures in my life. Like I would go work with him and go fish with him and everything. Um but we was on a boat and he, you know, got a big catfish and, you know, it's flipping and whatever. And, yeah. you know, it's making a mess. He don't want to get the boat dirty. So he hanging it over the, uh, the side of the boat trying to unhook it. 
So mm. I'm like, you want me to get the net? He's like, no, I got it. And this and, uh, and it dropped in the and he slowly looked at me. I cast my reel, like, nope. I tried to I tried to get the net for you. And, um, he's <laughs> he's passed um passed five years ago, four years ago. But yeah, that was that was definitely like I had a lot of good memories with him, my uncle Danny. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah as soon as you said he put it over the edge of the boat, I was like, oh yeah, that fish gone. Yeah, yeah, it was a big one. He, you know, they flopping and stuff right, and right. making a mess. He want, you know, he tried to protect the boat. Like, man, we can watch this boat tonight, but that's a big catfish. You better look. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not man. gonna catch him again. Right, he ain't gonna fall for it twice. No. All right, so moving on. What do you love most about being black? Oh man, what do I love most about being black? We original. We originators. Like we are. Facts. We are just we're, we're built stronger. And then the fact of that you if you take any inkling of care of yourself, like black really doesn't crack. It we we some good looking people. Like yeah. this is just like the cultivation of us and the sustainability and the strength of us. Our strength. I, like I, if we understood our strength. I think we could be better as a people because we, we, I feel like we, we lean more towards the, I guess, physical strength, the intimidating people, like, like, but there's so much more strength to us. If we just understood all of our strength, whoo, man. It it would be a force to recognize. I agree. Yes. It would be amazing, man. Yeah. And to pass that on to generations, man, that that would turn so much, man. And just wow, they it would be not they really wouldn't be able to do anything with us. Like yeah. we educated, man. We're physically strong, we're academic, you know, and we go out there, we get our reparations, we got businesses, you know, the just man, we we yeah. can take over. Yeah. We it's, can take over. It it is my theory that we will. Um, I actually yeah. have I wrote down a whole theory when I first started the podcast, and it was uh, basically how will we get to the point where we're a true post slave country. Right. So even after slavery ended, you know, we had like the Jim Crow's and, you know, the many different different types of segregation and discrimination that's happened since. Right. And my mm-hmm. theory is uh, in about 120 years. Right. And that's uh, essentially the point where. um Uh, And this is the way I describe it. So let's say you're in a relationship for 10 years, right? If you're in a relationship for 10 years, at the end of that 10 years, uh, you don't really hop into another relationship. You need some time to recover. And lots of times it's about the same time, if not double, right? So just doing the math of uh, how long slavery lasted and then just flipping that time over to the same amount of time. So it was like 498 years or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So 498 years from the end of slavery, the official end of slavery is uh, in about 120 years, right? And in my mind, the way that I theorize it is by then we will be integrated enough to the point where black will be a part of the standard because everybody at some point in some way will be mixed to some degree, right? So in about 120 years, it's gonna be all black. So, and it's it's unavoidable, you know what I mean? Because you add a drop of black to anything and it's black, but you add a drop of anything else to black and it's still black. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on. Yeah. What do you think about current times? 
Current times are so it's 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 it depends on what you surround yourself with, what you open your ears, your eye gates to, because you could say it's a lost cause, but then again, you can say that it's turning. Um, uh, someone may be saying that it's just a, at a standstill. So it all depends on the person and their surroundings and what they uh, expo expose themselves to, um, like the crime rate and the, the crimes and some of the things that's taking place is just irate and senseless. Yeah. But at the same time, we got business owners and people that's you know they're they're taking off. We got people you know we got more of our you know our generation or our children that are going for college and they're Ivy League and they're doctors and that they're doing this and they're doing that. And, you know, and you got a lot of people that are like business owners that is just not educated. Like they, this is just their knack. This is their skill. This is what they do. They have a hunger for it. So like they don't have a degree backing them up. They just got pure skill and resources. So it's a, it's a, it's kind of a, you know, weigh, weigh your options, which way you turn your head. Right. You right. know, if, if, if it look bad, turn your head the other way because it's something good that way. Well, keep looking. Keep, you know, don't just stand there. Keep going forward. You're going, it's going to change. Like, it's going it's gonna to change. Yeah. Ain't going to stay the same. All right. Next question is, what was your first experience with racism? My first um, experience with racism I would say, and I, I, I was going over these questions and I was, you know, was trying to think and I was going to share this story, but then there's a part of it and I'll exclaim that at the end, but I was coming home from high school and grew up on the West side, you know, West stayed side? in the basement, yeah. <laughs> stayed in the basement. So I go through the right iron fence, close that, go down the stairs, get in the screen door. I'm at the storm door with the key in it. And I hear a car pull up behind me. And matter of fact, I think I saw the car coming down the street. It was an unmarked detective car. Um, and I have this, this crazy nerve thing in me. Like I don't show fear. <laughs> so I gave them this, what do you want look? And they told me to come here. Four of them got out. And like, I don't think they really searched me. They kind of questioned me, like, where do you stay? Right here. Like, what? They literally pulled <laughs> you up to see your door. Like, wow. like I, I, I stay right here. But my what I what I was thinking about is that they a part of that could have just been them doing their job. Because I there was another time where I got searched by uh police. Um, I was going to a shop that I I was going to greet my barber and, you know, the barbers and, you know, uh, yeah. stylists and stuff. And as I got to the door, a group of guys that were standing there started running. And I saw police, like, you know, they pulled up. I ain't, I ain't doing nothing. So I just go in and continue. You know, but they came in and sought me out and told me to come here and search. So they could have saw me walking and looked like I was trying to avoid them and act like I was going to the build and you know go to the building. So part of it could have been them doing their job, and part of it, you know, we as black folk take blow things up. It could have been them doing racism, 
So, you know, I don't, is, eh, you know. I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up, right? Because it's so many instances in our minds where we experience racist things and our mind discounts it because it's like, is it really worth the trouble of processing it from that lens? Or is it even, is it even sensical? Like, will my mind state be better because I'm thinking of this in a racist, racist way? You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really glad that you bring that up because there have been so many instances for me where I'm thinking it's racism, but then at the same time, I'm like, it could not be. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. could be just them doing a job or something like that. But then I start thinking about how often it happens to me versus if I was white, right? So yeah. then a part of yeah. me always thinks there's something about it that has to do with race, right? Either they saw yeah. me and they scared of me or they think it's something, like they suspect something, like they see you walking down the alley to your house. They thinking, you know, you walking through the alley to do something bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. from the outside looking in on a standard way, it looks okay. It looks like it's sensical, right? Somebody walking down the alley, they might be up to no good, right? But yeah. what kind of world are we living in, right? When you really think about it, are we in the wild, wild west where people walking in the alley randomly means something's going to happen bad? Not necessarily. This isn't, this isn't no. the America that we're supposed to be in, right? So that's why I start thinking it's more race than it is wrong place, wrong time. But at the same time, yeah. because of the environment, it still feels like it might just be wrong place, wrong time, not race. So yeah walking along that line of is it, is it a racist experience or was it just you know interesting circumstances you know what i'm saying like having that that borderline and having to walk on that all the time is is something that we deal with on a regular so thank you for highlighting it and the way you did yeah yeah all right and then lastly fill in the blank all black everything means blank man <laughs> peace like yeah it's just, it, it just feels like it would just flow. And that's, that's getting back to like, you know, what we were saying, we understand our full strength. And then, and then, it, it, you know, that would be our part, but like, what part with the other cultures or the politicians or the other side, we'll just say the other side have to play. Like everybody has to agree, even to, di to disagree, but we have to flow. It's just like the expressway. You can't just, ah, you know, I missed my exit and turn around. Right. You got to get off and go to the other side. You got to understand, okay, now I got to, you know, do this. You just it's all black everything. Just it seems like it would just be blissful. <laughs> it just yeah. feels blissful. But that's with all of the parts working together. Even if you don't agree, you understand, okay, I'm not gonna get in that lane because I don't agree with it. I'll stay in this lane and disagree. But at the same time, we're still in motion towards something greater, something better, or whatever. And when I get the opportunity to exit or, or the opportunity to, to, to detour or whatever, then I'll do that. But we still, everybody's in the mind of forward motion. Yeah. I, I got to say, that is me too. I'm always about the forward motion. But I do love that answer, man. All Black everything means blissful, means peace. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Those, yeah. those are facts, right? When you get to the point where we all just good, peaceful, blissful, that sounds about right. Man, yeah. 
Sam, thank you so much for this interview, man. It has been more than a pleasure talking to you. Brother, I got to tell you, you are a light in this world, man. Continue being who you are. Even your ambitions to be a better father, a better man, a better brother, a better human, like th those things don't just impact you. They don't just impact your family. They don't just impact your kids. They impact your community. They impact people like me and all the people that are around me. You know what I'm saying? So keep being mm -hmm. who you are. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we don't get a lot of encouragement to continue being who we are. We always get encouraged to be something else, be more professional yeah. or be more this or be more that. No, brother, be yourself, be who you are because it is beyond beautiful. It is incredible. It is a miracle. Yeah. It is needed. It is necessary. You know what I'm saying? So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for the interview. Um, but before we wrap up the interview, I do want to talk about your book one more time. Right. Uh, so go ahead and do the shameless plug. I want to hear all of the details, what people can find it, what's it called and all of that. Oh, it's called uh, Be Okay, The Experience. The yeah. Better copy. Uh, well, this is a better copy, but it is on, I want to say you can get it on PayPal. Um. I'm not sure if it's Amazon or PayPal. Let me make sure I got the right thing. <laughs> uh, it's on PayPal. Da -da 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 -da. And be okay. Oh, it stands for it? best love known. Yeah. I it's, love that. It's I an abbreviation that. for black, obviously. Right. But best love known. And then I wrote the feature poem that's in it. Sorry. No worries. Yeah, and then um, oh, it's a HTTP. I want to make sure I give you the right link. Yeah, hook it up. Yeah, HTTPS um, four score or you know the dot dot. Yep. I don't know what that's called. Like the time, the dot colon. dot. Oh, colon. Yeah, colon. Okay, colon, yeah. Dot, dot, I mean, um, colon, four score, four score, PY dot PL, four score, WQ4MA. And it's uh, by Cachetta Potts, myself, Sam Green. It's talking about the love that is necessary. It's, Very I necessary. mean, love is necessary. But then there's this this one strategic love that is so necessary and you need it to operate. You, you use it to operate, whether you acknowledge or realize or understand the love that Jesus has for all of us is why you woke up, why you breathe, why you have a roof over your head, why you have a car, why you have a job, why you have anything and everything. And even the stuff that you weren't able to get to, like doors that wasn't open, uh, opportunities that wasn't offered to you, uh, relationships that you couldn't get into. Everything, one of my favorite scriptures is in Ephesians. I don't know exactly the chapter or the, or the text, but it's in Ephesians. All things work together for the good of them who loves the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Amen. So... Yeah, man, like it is, it's a movement, man. Um, it's, it's not just a book. Like we got a project where we, we you know, we're sitting down, we're talking to the people and we're, re, we're redesigning the black church in a sense, mm. like what the, 
what it should be, you know, the experience and what you expect and, you know, like your your life experience as far as, you know, what got you to where you stand spiritually. Um, even the atheist has a spiritual stance. And I, I have a theory about atheists or just anybody, like, you have to first understand or realize or acknowledge something before you can denounce it. For instance, I don't like coconut itself because I don't like the texture of it. Same. I love the flavor, but I hate the texture of it. So I don't eat German chocolate cake, but I drink pina colada or any you know coconut flavor. Right, right. So you got to at first experience that to be able to denounce it. So, like, the atheist thing with me is kind of a hard pill to swallow. But then it's more so a hard pill to swallow for me because I grew up in church like it was put in me. So, like, that's what I know as I've been trained. But then there is a line where you start having your own experience. So it doesn't denounce or denote what's been imputed in you. But it, it it infuses and in in enlightens that it's like now I know for myself is undeniable. Like you can't tell me anything wrong. So like that's primarily the hard part of me agreeing or understanding the atheist. But you know, I don't I don't I don't judge or try to turn coat nobody. I you know, you know I don't agree with you know certain lifestyles or whatever but your lifestyle is not who you are right so i accept the person i just don't agree with your lifestyle or don't accept your lifestyle so when you know if we outside that lifestyle hey we hey we can kick back we can drink we can go in las vegas everything and when you want to start going to that and i'm not going to force my lifestyle on you nice so let's agree to disagree you know, love me for who I am, the person I am. Get what you can from me. I'm going to get what I can from you. We're going to blow up, grow up, and be great in this world. Definitely. Your side of the bridge, my side of the bridge. And when we come together, you know, it is, you know. It's all love. Just stop being judgmental. Like, my thing is just stop, you know, only God can judge. Ultimately, only God can judge. So stop Man. judging. Yes, yes. You know, uh, this I'm glad you brought this up in that uh, it's a very sensitive topic for some people and some people just need to hear it because it's so sensitive. A lot of times people nowadays, they try to avoid the real topics. Like everybody wants to stand for the hashtag, but nobody wants to talk on the matter in the most exact way, in the way that you did. So I appreciate that. But yeah, like I I agree with a lot of what you said. Like I am of the type where I don't enforce or impose any of my beliefs on anyone. If they ask me what I believe, I'm happy to tell you. And you don't have to believe it. You know what I'm saying? And I think uh, you and I are similar in that way. And I think it may have a little bit to do with the generation before us. Because I know like my grandmother, my mother, the the, the generations before us, they're real heavy on it. Right. So if you say something wrong, you can't blaspheme the Lord or something like that. If you just ask a question, it's like, nah, you're not supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they were so rigid to the religion that it forced me almost to not be as rigid and just open my eyes to see how everybody else is living. And at the same time, I'm realizing like these people are living their lives happy, doing whatever they want to do or believe in whatever they want to believe. Who am I to say you living your life wrong because you're not, you know, believing in Jesus or something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause it's like, yeah, it's, what if they come so up in the world where that doesn't exist? Yeah. 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 
it's so much enlightenment when you get out there on your own. Um, Cause like, you know, I grew up tradition and it was, uh, it was a lot of rules. Like you can't don't, and it was just so separated. Yeah. And then like with children or just with the human, human being, when you tell them, no, it drives the desire to do it even the more. more. Yep. So like, just as far as like church, no one even going to home because that's pretty much primarily what of like what I'm referring to from where I grew up, which was traditional, to where I am now, which is non-denomination, and they're just giving me the word. Yep. And then you live your life. And now I have the opportunity to search and study to show myself approved and have a relationship with God. And we understand, like we we hear. You're yeah. not condemned because because your pastor or apostle or prophet or whatever title, but you're also a man just like I am. And before you got those titles, it was simply just a man like I am. So you trying to make it in just like I am. Yeah. So I hundred <laughs> percent agree, man. Thank you to Sam for sharing your energy, sharing your stories, and contributing to his. Remember to follow Eat Media on Instagram to stay up to date on all our new episodes. Just in case you didn't know, these are the quantitates. We got six more episodes coming, one for each principle. This was just the first. Unity. This is the All Black Everything Podcast. Peace.